This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everybody, Travis here. I really hope you enjoyed the show today. And I just wanted to let you know that if you want more Kanye material from us, there are two ways you can get it in addition to this show. You can visit our YouTube channel where Chris is a maniac and talking about Kanye news updates constantly. And there is our Patreon page where we drop two bonus episodes a week. And there you can access our entire backlog, our entire archive of episodes, uh, which is like 120 different Kanye songs for $5 a month. So if you want more Kanye material from us, those are two ways you can get it. But for now, enjoy today's show. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis, analysis of Kanye West, 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 West. My name is Chris Lambert. My name is Travis. Wait, hold on. I actually wanted to ask you this before I introduce myself. This is a nice little bit of suspense here. Chris, are you like, are you good at stretching? Like, are you a limber person? No, not at all. Damn. I was hoping that uh, at some point in your past, your nickname would have been Limber Lambert. <laughs> no, but I've never heard that combination of my name before. And uh now I want to live up to it. It's giving me mm. a goal. I mean, even if you don't, we can call you Unlimber Lambert. <sighs> that just feels now like an insult. <laughs> uh anyway, my name is Travis Bean, and gosh, I get before we get into the just cavalcade news we have today, um I have a weird something weird is going on with my logic pro or my recording equipment where I can hear my voice as I'm talking. And there's a slight delay. If there are any audio people out there who can help me out, please do (laughs) because this is really crazy. And it's going to make me like go insane by the end of the episode. (laughs) All I could offer him was, is your input monitoring on? No. Well then. (laughs) Well, fuck off. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's been, you know, I was thinking today we were going to do our episode and I was trying to think up everything we had to cover. And I was like, man, we haven't recorded like for a bit now. It's only been a week. <laughs> it just so much has happened in a week and it, I just couldn't believe it. Are we really only nine days removed from his South Carolina rally or like eight days removed? That's it. Yeah, that seems like wow. a year ago. Wow. Yeah, it was such a busy, complicated week, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, So we're going to try to pack a lot into this episode. If it needs to be two episodes, it will. But for now, we're going to try to do it. Yeah. So for those of you who aren't familiar and for for those of you who are, but just want a nice little neat and tidy recap. Mm -hmm. After Kanye went to South Carolina, he went back to Wyoming and... (laughs) <laughs> we got the track list for Donda, right? And we're just like, oh, awesome track list, Donda. And then late Monday, Kanye 
tweeted a bunch of things, uh, which was essentially like war on, uh, I almost just said war on Chris Jong-un, <laughs> war on Chris Jenner and calling out even his wife, Kim. And then Tuesday, he did more of the same. And then Wednesday, then Thursday, everybody was awaiting the album. And then the album did come out. And then Kanye started tweeting more things that were just about the album. And then was out in San Francisco. And then we got the album cover. So there's there's a lot that just <laughs> happened that seemed like pretty like monumental yeah. in terms of like the status quo of Kanye West. Yeah. And they all like kind of bleed into each other. I mean, especially once Donda drops, if it ever drops, if it drops in Donda form, who knows what's going to happen, but whenever it drops, it'll help inform a lot of what's happened. So it's, it's really weird here. Like only a few days into the chaos that was Kanye's Twitter rants, like to try to make sense of it all, even like create a story from it. Like, it's really just kind of bizarre. So I think we're going to start by just purely looking at the Donda news and everything that happened with the album and all the track list. And then we'll move into all the Kim stuff and the mess that was. Yeah. Beautiful. Lovely. <laughs> God, uh, again, I can't express how insane it is to hear my own voice this much. Yeah. Now you know what I suffer with all the time. Do you, does this really happen? No, no, I just have to listen to you. Uh, I like that. Good joke. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was a good one. Uh, <laughs> so with the track lists, I think it was Tuesday night. We ended up getting like four. Like kind of just went wild with track lists. Like first he tweeted out one that was like the Donda with child track list. Right. And we're like, oh, okay. And then he said that it didn't have new body. So tweeted another one that had new body. And then he tweeted another one and new body was gone. <laughs> and then he tweeted again and new body was still gone, but 24 was added. So <laughs> when we first got the track list for Donda, 24 was on there. And then it was gone from the second one and the third one and the fourth and the fifth. Yeah. And uh, made its return on whatever this, this last one was. Yeah. I feel like that's a moment where Kanye knows he's fucking with fans because people have wanted new body for so long. It's like specifically have really wanted new body to be on an album. So the fact that he keeps putting it on and taking it off, it's just him. It's like a little jab at the fans. Yeah. Just like, there you go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there wait, it no. is. There it not is. Yeah. I do wonder, like, I didn't even think about that. I just thought like, Oh, Kanye's so mercurial with it. Not even thinking like, Oh, Kanye's like, fucking with everybody and he knows like that people like this song or maybe even like is in some way i don't want to say he's like sneak dissing nikki but i think of like all of people in kanye's camp like nikki has been like a stronghold like she's always really appreciated kanye and never talked down about him and it's vice versa that's very true that is very true uh, it just makes me think of like the coyness that he had regarding like lift yourself mm-hmm. and like teasing everybody with the lift yourself release and then what lift yourself actually was. <laughs> Are you saying that was a Drake diss, Chris? It seems like it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Connie was cutting like the beef was. out, though, which is a weird sentence to say. Cutting the beef out. It is, but, you know, it feels very Wyoming. <laughs> it's all about cattle. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I still fully, as for, if we're just talking about new body, I fully trust Kanye. Because, like, No More Parties in L.A., was an al- a song he made like a while ago and it never fit on an album and of course it's perfect for the life of Pablo so I'm sure he's just like waiting for the perfect spot for New Body if it ever goes on an album yeah did they say the beat for No More Parties in LA was actually from like the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy sessions I think so and then like Kendrick's verse was from like the Yeezus era or something and then Kanye went back to it and wrote like 70 bars on the flights like something <laughs> wild like that for it to actually like reach its final form that we got um yeah. but <laughs> with the donda track list i guess where we're at we're seeing like some staples like the track list has changed like almost <laughs> half a dozen times at this point <laughs> but we're seeing that some of the songs have stayed the same there's still donda there's with child uh, at the top Oh God! There's God breathes, RN, which people are suspecting is Hurricane. There was a lot of disappointment when like Hurricane left the track list, but now that's currently the the theory that people have. And there's even been like tweets floating around from people related to Kanye or like Instagram DMs from like Consequence maybe hinting at it, Casey Pluto maybe hinting at it. Um, then we have In God's Country, God's Country. Alien. <laughs> I'm staring at this track list that doesn't have any vowels, right? So it keeps like taking me a second <laughs> I hope, to remember what the song is. I hope when the album drops, he continues to do this, right? Just no vowels. You have the like. I like to think radio people are going to play it, but they probably won't. But they're just like trying to sound it out. WTMLF. <laughs> we have the new song from Kanye. WTMLF. Woodham. Woodham, Woodhamliff, Woodhamliff. Um, oh, why am I blanking on this? F F T H G R D. Um, gosh, see, that's the other thing is like trying to figure out. Okay, G R D. See, I fe- I feel so stupid because everyone on Twitter knows what every one of these means, but we're just sitting here trying to sound it out and sounding like idiots. I did know what they meant the other day, and then they've already left my head. <laughs> like, they were there, they were gone. I guess this is what, like, genius exists for, right? Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Donda with Child, lyrics and track list, load and load and load in. Ah, off the grid. That's oh, what it off is. Off the grid. God, we're stupid. Yep, there it is. Uh, keep Keep our spirit alive which is supposed to be like a six and a half minute song. Uh, the last time we saw the length of these, some of these tracks, um, <sighs> welcome to my life. Lord, we need you with like a bunch of stuff after it. That wasn't there before. <laughs> 12,000 acres, our King glory, wake the dead, praise God. And 24. Yeah, um, I was actually I wanted to ask you about this. I mean, you're really involved in the Twitterverse and our Kanye. Like, you're like 
steeped in it. You're in. And I know like the the chaos and energy around a new Kanye album coming out where he'll like the track list always changes, the release date changes, the tr- the title of the album's changing, like it's pure chaos. What's it like for you, who I would consider Chris to be a seasoned Kanye fan vet, uh, just like me, um, mm-hmm. because there's an element of me that like Kanye says Donda's coming out Friday. We get fucking awesome album art. We got a track list. And the whole time I'm like, I'm excited. But there's part of me that's just like, well, it's not going to drop. <laughs> He's going to change the track list. It's probably not even going to be the name of the album. And I might not hear it for like a year. Like there's some element mate that's like, I'm excited, but I'm also like restrained in that like, well, like nothing's, no, my life won't change in the next week. Yeah, it's weird because I think back to like, I mean, me, the first album that I really like got to enjoy when it came out as like excited that it's out and I'm following the reaction to it was 808s. Um, and that was really like in the aftermath, like the first week of it coming out, right? Not really the build up to it. Mm-hmm. And with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I just wasn't like paying that much attention to anything at that point. Like I had just kind of gotten back from Australia and was like moving to New York for a little bit. So was like wandering New York city for a couple months. So like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy just kind of appeared out of nowhere to me. And Yeezus, it was the same thing. Like, I had no idea the album was coming out until, like, the morning I woke up and it was out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Life of Pablo was the first time that I was like, oh, boy, like, it's coming out on the 11th. Yeah. And then it didn't. And then, yay, you have that bit of delay. Jesus is, or Kissy Ghost, you have a bit of delay. Jesus is King and Yandi, <laughs> you have, like... A, Yandi's an immense delay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is king. Like you have that happen. And now with this. So I feel like almost I'm still skewed to having more faith in Kanye in release dates than I am to <laughs> like Kanye betraying release dates. But even then, because I tend to be so distracted, yeah, it can be disappointing. But I just kind of like, well, all right, back to it. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd express it as disappointment, which I'm sure happens with a lot of Kanye fans. Like, you want to hear the new album, then it's not there. Like, for me, I want Kanye to take as much time as he needs to make it perfect. So I guess it's just more for me, like, God, I I hate to say it, but, like, I don't get too excited when Kanye tweets out a release date. (laughs) I mean, it's good to know that he's making an album and that, like, it must be close to being done. But Kanye is Kanye. He's... He's just not going to meet that release date. And then from there, like rolling on like every new track list, like the baby's going to go out there. Of course, the baby's going to go or not the baby, little baby, the <laughs> uh, baby um, again, really crazy to hear my own voice. Like every bit of news. I'm like, yeah, of course that's going to happen because the album's not ready and we probably won't hear it for another like few months. Yeah. It's almost like Kanye's marketing is saying the album's going to come out just to then be like working on the album at that point. I mean, we know that he's been working on this stuff. There have been reports since like March that he was making new music and getting prepared for an album release. So it felt then that when it he's saying July 24th, like, oh, of course, like it's already done. But 
I mean, even I got news from a source that has information that I trust, like where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And they were told that it was done, uh, but just not coming out due to how much happened this last week and that it didn't feel like the time for it to come out. And even if that was the case and like this thing was done, we just know how mercurial Kanye is with that. And like just Bieber coming to visit can <laughs> send the whole thing open. And now little babies flying out there. <laughs> and like, who knows who else is going to now like pop in and be on the album. And it is, I mean, I'm down for Kanye to perfect it and, like make it what it is because i haven't been unhappy with a kanye album to this point so whatever he's doing like by all means do we think bieber being there like kanye's finally gonna make a push for the radio like follow god was kind of on the radio like on hip-hop stations but like with bieber in your pocket man you can get on the radio i mean maybe i that's the thing like kanye and bieber it seems like there's been mutual respect there since mm-hmm. 2010 but like Bieber was so young. Um, I don't, it makes sense why they weren't necessarily like working together at that point. But with how much Kanye has expressed his admiration for Bieber's work and where they're kind of both at in their life, you'd almost imagine that they would have done a song together at this point or like collaborated a little bit more at this point. So I like to think that Bieber's out there and like doing for one of these songs what drake did for yikes right Mm -hmm. like bringing that drake uh expertise with like melanie uh, melanie melody (laughs) and uh like chorus Mm -hmm. and making it like catchy in a bop because like yikes really did have that even if it wasn't quite a radio song it had that radio song personality despite the content being as jarring as it was uh, if Bieber's doing that with one of these tracks, that'd be awesome. But I also feel like just because they hadn't worked on music and the relationship has been not musically based, that I could see Bieber not jumping on the album at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of crossover themes between them two. Like, A, Bieber's whole relationship with fame and stardom and how it really almost broke him and he eventually came out of it better. You know, he got married and his whole last album is like all love songs. Um, him and that woman, God, why am I blanking her name? Alec Baldwin's daughter. Uh, Haley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's all these, like all during COVID, like they escaped to like the middle of nowhere and like Bieber's been talking about getting in touch of nature. So you could see why they got together and then little baby, like, very political like i could see why connie would put it off and like bring these people into the studio that are you know matching the energy he's putting out do you know the little baby story from this week i kind of know it again you're immersed in twitter in a way i'm not well so kanye tweeted out like in the midst of like saying all this stuff about like chris and kim he tweeted little baby's my favorite rapper and he won't even do a song with me (laughs) and Everybody was like, what? Like, shocked, one, that Little Baby was Kanye's favorite rapper, but then, two, that, like, Little Baby's being like, fuck you, Kanye. Yeah, right. Uh, but then Little Baby tweeted out, like, something along the lines of, like, what the fuck? Nobody told me yeah, Kanye would do a verse. Yeah. And so you have that just kind of sitting there for a few days. And then last night, 
baby tweeted on his instagram story tweeted on his instagram story (laughs) he posted to his instagram story uh like him asleep on a private jet and all these people uh started searching and they found a private jet set to take off because you can see flight information even for private planes that took off at like 618 from atlanta with the destination of cody wyoming and little baby's picture was tagged or video was tagged like 628 p.m so 10 minutes after takeoff and then he landed right after the flight time said the flight would end and like did a little video being like here i am (laughs) and people actually went to the security cam footage from the airport which i guess is live security cam footage and you can see the plane land and like match up the van that baby gets in and yeah (laughs) maybe someone else should be hosting this podcast because i'm not willing to do this kind of investigative reporting (laughs) <laughs> you know there are some sleuths out there that are just like into it that was the thing i had to say the other day i was just like we like don't know the most about like kanye and kanye's day-to-days yeah. like we're knowledgeable like our expertise is in album analysis and yeah. like i like to think entertaining discussion but like we definitely rely on other people to like educate us on some of the details that we like miss and don't know but then also just like you can see how dedicated some fans are uh, especially like groups of fans when it comes to just like knowing all of the details yeah and then i could see why they'd be annoyed when we don't know the things they know because we host the kanye podcast (laughs) yeah you know what always makes me feel better about that though george r martin forgets things (laughs) from his own books and has like a team of super fans that he reaches out to uh, to be like, who was like, who was this person related to? And they know all the like lineage shit and like cultural stuff that like George has forgotten over his like 20 years of not writing these books. But it just seems to be kind of like par for the course. Even somebody that's written Game of Thrones can't remember all the things about Game of Thrones and has fans that like know more than him. <laughs> Connie can't remember the lines to his own songs at concert. Yeah. Right. I mean, he has a lot of songs. That's a lot of lines to memorize. Yeah. I forget shit too. Yeah. Who are you, by the way? I don't know. Apparently I'm two people right now. (laughs) (laughs) This has become a three-hander, this podcast. A three-hander. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting phrasing there. Uh, so track list, I don't like the things that we haven't really heard much. I don't think there've been that many leaks the way that like Yandi started to have leaks in the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Um, alien is one of the Yandi tracks that we had heard before. And like our King was from the Nebuchadnezzar play. And uh-huh. I think 12,000 acres also had like an instrumental in Nebuchadnezzar. Um, glory was something like victory boyd uh was a song that she had written and i think there's been versions of that that have kind of floated around but donda we had that snippet that kanye played on twitter but that's kind of it hmm i still love that that donda song though man yeah this album seems like it could be like i don't know it's just it currently has the vibe of something very special i agree like it's different gosh i hate to say it's different than jesus is king because 
I love that album and I know it meant a lot to Kanye and where he was at in his life, but the whole rollout of this album and everything that's happened to Kanye, like I get more like the life of Pablo yay vibes, which are two albums I think are total tens, but even more so like the life of Pablo, just how kind of epic and scale this album seems to be and how much is going on. I'm excited. Same, same. Hopefully it comes out at some point. I mean, Casey Pluto, I've been saying this on YouTube videos, but (laughs) it feels like with recent albums, because Kanye has been so bad at communicating about what's going on with the albums. Mm -hmm. Like you had Hovane in 2018, kind of updating some people about what was going on uh, with yay before yay came out. And then in 2016, you kind of had chance and Mike Dean and like Kanye was still tweeting a little bit more about the albums Uh, with Jesus is King. You had Kim kind of updating us and then consequence updating us Mm -hmm. this time around. It's been Casey Pluto (laughs) and Casey kind of came out of nowhere. I feel like a majority of Kanye fans didn't know him until Kanye tweeted out a dry erase board that had the list of the Yeezy sound people. And Casey was the last name on there. And people are like, who's Casey? Who's Casey? And Casey Pluto's like, I'm me. (laughs) Like, this is the Casey in question. And he's been tweeting some things and then deleting things and then liking things and unliking things and kind of like very much, (laughs) I think, enjoying (laughs) uh, like interacting with fans, but also keeping us on our toes. And he's made it seem like the album's closer rather than farther and continuing to have things going on. And Little Baby going out there, I think, is like a very good sign. Yeah. I I like you were listing all those people, like even including Kim, like so many people have stepped up to the plate and be like, all right, I'll be the one that updates everyone about Kanye's album. And like one by one, they've dropped off. Like, it's just too hard. It's too exhausting. And someone else is stepping up like, all right, I'll do it this album. <laughs> right. It seems like a, a thankless task. <laughs> Even Kim was like, eh, no, I am not doing that. Well, I guess there's somebody like somebody on Instagram that people think is Kanye's weed dealer. <laughs> and apparently he agreed to like answer questions about the album and got so inundated that he was just like, nope, never mind. Yeah. I, I, I regret ever agreeing to this. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is what you breed, though, when you act like this, Kanye. Just think about that. When you keep giving us dates and keep giving us track lists and keep, then you keep taking it away, like, we're going to go crazy. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I would like some stability, but... <laughs> You don't get any as a Kanye fan or as a host of a Kanye West podcast. Not one bit. Like when he tweeted out four track lists the one night, I just made a video for each one. And like the one time (laughs) I was in the middle of making the video, like uploading it, I just finished and was like uploading and he tweeted out a new one. I was just like, all right, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) so we have the track list, but we also have the album art. Kanye tweeted that and... Uh, how are how are you feeling about the album art? Um, I think it's incredible. I mean, this is part of why I'm so excited about the album. Like, I feel like the, the album art has a lot to do with it. And again, it makes me think of the life of Pablo, just how different it is. And 
there's a lot to read into it. Like, uh, yay, and Jesus is King. Like, I like those album arts, but I, I don't, I think I kind of look at those and I get it. I think with Donda and the life of Pablo, like, there's a lot going on. And I mean, with Donda specifically, just, I mean, the album even called Donda or Donda with Child, and then just how colorful it is and how they're like, it, they look like these spirits that are running towards the sun. Like there's so much there. It's so ethereal and abstract. Like I, I don't know exactly what it is. Like that gets me excited that I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. There's something otherworldly about it that is enticing rather mm. than just like, I don't know. The Jesus and King cover was pretty low key, not bad, but just like not exciting either. And the Yay cover, I think, fits the natural aesthetic that he was kind of going for and like rough around the edges. And I'm just taking this photo and putting it up. And is it that beautiful? There's something like found art, which I think is a genre about that. And then the Kitsy Ghost album cover was mm-hmm. like terrific. But you have like Takashi Murakami doing like yeah. art. So of course it's going to be good. But yeah, that like. I remember how excited I was for the life of Pablo just because of how much tension there was to the elements on the cover and that question of which one and it was jarring but cool and this is kind of the same thing just like the contrast you have of the dark disc and the lights going in front of it and that eclipse dynamic with the three spirits or I don't know if they're kids I don't know if it's like one kid and two parents or what it's supposed to be but just the fact you have these entities heading toward like the void and the light automatically has me thinking that this album is going to be something more yeah and the other thing i really like about it is that it's like there's a light feeling to it because being a kanye fan has been very uh (laughs) it's been tough for a couple weeks now and and not just because Kanye is doing things or saying things that I don't agree with, but because like Kanye doesn't always seem like he's in the best place uh, mentally in his family life uh, with his art. Like, like I, I'm worried about him. I was worried about him. But this this album art, like there's something very nice and pleasant about it, even though I don't know what it means. Like there's a lightness to it that seems good. It gives me good vibes. He's going to come out and say it's about the rapture and the end of all times. And you're just like, great. Uh, Yeah, hopefully that's not the case. I think one consideration, too, it's very heavy on like green and like a reddish orange Mm -hmm. uh, with some like tinges of blue and white. But Kanye has talked before about how he's uh, has synesthesia. Mm -hmm. So when he makes music, he actually thinks about music in terms of color and in terms of painting. And I think likewise, when he engages with like art, there's something musical about it. So I do wonder what meaning these colors have for him and how intense they are in this image, or if that's just whatever the artist went with. Mm. By the way, I was playing Smartish recently, which is this like trivia game. And uh, I was asked a question about synesthesia and I couldn't fucking remember what it was called. And it was driving me nuts. And I felt like I should no longer be allowed to host a podcast because of it. 
Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing, bro. <laughs> it's not as embarrassing as you not knowing about the Mars Volta album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize I didn't realize that was gonna be such a It was just that intense. one guy, I think. Yeah, which I mean it got it led to like a a, a better conversation, I think. Um just even in terms of like the criticism he was making like once i asked him like what he was referring to it got better but just that point of like me not knowing if kanye had ever <laughs> worked with mars volta <laughs> being like a sign of damnation and like low quality of this podcast i was like really yeah. <laughs> i i had i did know about it but i don't know a lot about it and i'd completely forgotten about it wait so there was one at some point i never i never yeah. did get an answer oh yeah I don't know. Well, let's get him on the show. Yeah. Mars Volta. This is ground control. Uh, reaching out. Do you want to talk Kanye in a podcast? Hmm. Uh, so album art, does it rank up there near the top for you in terms of like Kanye album art? Or do you need to sit with it for a little while? Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. I, I think purely just aesthetically like if we're just talking aesthetics and the way it looks and the vibes he gets off like it's kind of easily my favorite like that in the life of pablo would be my favorites mm. yeah i agree but i, agree. I love That's them weird. all for different reasons but if we're literally just lining up a bunch of photos and you say pick out your favorite one it'd probably be that one yeah because that's uh one of the things that like i think back to college dropout and late registration and i feel like they're iconic at this point but i don't know if i would necessarily like me in 2004 2005 immediately be like oh that's an awesome album cover right just be like okay at this point i i love them out of like the nostalgia and relationship that i have with them but yeah i think i like the more recent handful of album covers more yeah Hmm. okay um we talked a little bit about donda not coming out and how not surprising that is and even with like release dates now i i just we won't know until it's actually out we could kind of could tell us a new release date tomorrow and i don't think i believe it Yeah, it's just a waiting game at this point. Like, again, it's hard for me to get, like, too excited about any bit of news. Like, as far as I'm concerned, it could come out a year from now. Yeah. I'm looking at an enemy article that's saying it's unclear if they were collaborating on material with Wes prior to their splits, but the representatives have been contacted for comment by enemy. Keep going, enemy. Mm-hmm. Get us the info. Yeah, so... It doesn't seem like there was anything that was, like, solidified. I know that they had, like, Kanye did music with, like, Fallout Boy back in the day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, okay. Uh, do you have any thoughts about Little Baby being on the album? You know, I was, um, I'd heard Little Baby before, but I haven't, like, listened to an album or anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited, though. I was I've been listening to him more ever since Kanye said he was his favorite rapper. I felt an obligation to listen. 
<laughs> and yeah, I think he's I think he's great. I think he's a great lyricist and and like I said, yay getting more political. Like I feel like he really fits. Uh, I guess the only thing that makes me wonder though is how he's going to fit onto a Kanye album because part of me thinks like you know after listening to Donda and just where Kanye's at with the whole Kim situation and just kind of the impact he's had on the world I again expect like kind of a lighter sound in this album and I wonder how little baby would fit into that but that's the genius of Kanye I'll leave that to him yeah and I mean, a lighter sound would be nice, but I also wonder if things will escalate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you kind of if you kind of start start like lighter and then have kind of like a a tipping point. Yeah, right. Because there are really light songs on the life of Pablo, but that isn't necessarily a light album. Like there's so much juxtaposition and duality and so much darkness there too. So I mean. I'm just sitting here trying to guess what an Kanye album will sound like. That's stupid. <laughs> right. But I'm pretty sure baby will be on welcome to my life. That's what I'll say. You're calling it now. Calling it now. Welcome to my life. We'll have little baby. Mm. See, <laughs> Kanye was playing the song when little baby landed and walking to the studio. Kanye just started playing the song. Like, here we go. Let's go. Like spit your track now. Yeah. <laughs> then ushers him right back out and puts him right back on the plane. <laughs> 10 minutes total in and out. Yep. Get out of here. Uh, And then Bieber, we talked about a little bit, which I guess then brings us to the, to the tweets, Mm. the dreaded tweets. Yeah. So that was kind of, uh, I think it's a mixed bag Mm -hmm. for fans overall, because personally, like I like Kim and Kanye together. And even if the Kardashians aren't like, perfect i do think that there was something that they like accepted and appreciated kanye from what i'd seen at least as like a a kanye fan and mm-hmm. what i know of them it seemed like a family that like would accept him and like try to understand him more so than not which i think other people would argue that heavily but that was always kind of the perception i got from it and even with Kanye talking about like calling Chris Jenner like mom, and when you saw him and Chris like when Chris had her short-lived talk show and Kanye was on, just so good. The dynamic they had was really mm-hmm. like comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, that's six years ago at this point, or something, or like five years ago. But it was sad to me to see like suddenly this breakdown between them and not knowing if this is Kanye like seriously like super frustrated and just speaking out on it the way that Kanye does, or if this is Kanye in the middle of an episode and like having paranoia about it and is just destroying the relationship that he has with Chris and Kim, or if it's kind of both like an episode, but he's speaking about like the things that are already like frustrating him that we hadn't heard about. It is just, any of the potential situations were sad to me because it seemed like the destruction of uh, what I thought was a positive unit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's tough because we don't know everything about Kim and Kanye and the Kardashians. Like, we're always 
guessing and like trying to glean clues from whatever Instagram post or episode of Keeping Up with Kardashians. But at the end of the day, you know, we're Kanye fans. We want to see Kanye well and good and we want to see his marriage work out because it's been such a crucial part of his life of moving on from Donda's death, not moving on. I don't want to paint it that way, but like the, the support structure he lost when Donda died, like he's slowly been building that back up over the years. And Kim has been a huge part of that. No matter what you think about Kim or the Kardashians, like Kanye changed for the better because of Kim, because of her family and because of the kids he had, like there's such goodness there and profundity that we should all be happy for and be rooting for. And to see, it seemed anyway, like that was all falling apart um, for, for again, for whatever reasons, like we can sit here and say like, oh, it's just Connie having an episode and blowing up about something. Like we have no idea what they're going on, what's going on with them. I think the fact that we don't know what's going on with them and we're only just seeing like this negativity and that it could all end, like that hit me hard because I don't want to see Kanye go to a bad place. Yeah. And that was kind of the shocking is not the right word for it, but the eye opening thing about it is that I think you and I felt a very similar way about that. And then going on to social media, going on to Reddit's, there are people that were very relieved that feel the opposite yes. way that we do in the situation that being in the Kardashian unit is bad for Kanye, that they use Kanye, that they've like taken away from Kanye. And the way that you and I see it is like Kanye has found like some new stabilization that's helped him deal with some of the like, grief and waywardness that he had felt in the wake of his mom passing that we've seen him kind of collect and be able to manage even through his albums, right? You look at the journey on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to Jesus to the life of Pablo to yay kids see ghosts. Jesus is King. There's an increasing sense of peace across those albums that I think comes from, as you were saying, this, dynamic and family that he's created and joined up with and for that there's a lot to admire but others just see that instead of reading that as contentment they read it as some kind of stifling mm-hmm. um and that he has been like contained and finally is getting to speak out and all of his tweets about being in the sunken place and get outs about me and everybody knows that it was sad because before those memes and tweets, even if he had agreed with like the sunken place, he was applying it to society and culture and his place in society and mm-hmm. culture. And then turning it around and saying, no, it's the family that I've been a part of Yeah, was like, ouch. But there were people that were just like, yes, finally, he says it. We've been saying it for years. This is exactly how we feel. And there was like, a lot of positive feeling regarding that mm-hmm. and positive feeling regarding like him being able to move on from the Kardashians, which um, I did not expect. Yeah. That's a tough one for me because hmm. I don't know. I guess you can feel whatever you want to feel. Like I know the reasons people would 
like to see leave the Kardashians, the whole sunken place argument. And they think that the Kardashians limit him as like a black man or, or a black artist or just an artist period. But yeah, I mean, you kind of summed it up. Like I just, at some point it really seemed like people's hate for the Kardashians, which by the way, I will never understand. Like, I've, I can't tell you of how many discussions I've had of people where they're like, well, yeah, I don't like Kanye, but I really hate the Kardashians. And like, I've watched the show, like I've, I've followed them and I know there are things to criticize about them, but like, for the most part, like they seem to be good people, like very family oriented. They do good things in the world. Philanthropy, Kim's doing her, all of her legal stuff. Um, that I just flat out don't get. Uh, just the general hate for them. But it seems like people's hate for the Kardashians overpowered this, like, the way we were looking at the situation and Kanye's mental stability. And really, I guess that gets at this whole stigma we have about uh, mental illness and the amount of people it affects. Like, yeah, we're worried about Kanye. We want him to get to a better place, and there's a whole discussion to have there. But God, the, it almost just seemed callous and cold that people were so ready for Kanye to leave the Kardashians like yeah fuck the Kardashians that no one's even thinking about like what this must be like for Kim his wife who he said you know they've had four children together they've been together for close to 10 years now like this must be terribly hard on her for Kanye to be saying these things and doing these things. And she knows why it's happening. She's dealt with his mental illness. Like she can read the signs and to see everybody like commenting on it and like throwing shit at him. Like, man, it was just really, it was really tough for me to see Kanye fans acting like that. And it just, I don't know. Again, I, I hate to speak ill of Kanye fans, but like there were, it was so much hate flying around that day that it, it just really bummed me out to be part of that crowd. Yeah, some of the posts on like Reddit as well were just like very dismissive of that. And it's like, yeah, it's still like a family that's falling apart. And and like, how is this going to affect the kids? And yeah, like all of that. And I was relieved. So that was kind of the big thing. We saw Kim and Kanye back together again for the first time. I thought a car just pulled into my driveway. I saw them back together, back together for the first time. And the initial photos I saw were just them sitting in a car at Wendy's. And I was like, okay, this is like positive. Kanye tweeted an apology on like Mm -hmm. Friday or something. Mm -hmm. And just saying like, he did it cover Kim the way that she's covered him. And he called her his wife and he said that he loved her, which... And it seemed like a good first step, right? It definitely doesn't feel like up to the amount of vitriol he was mm-hmm. like throwing her away. Like I feel like you would need like eighty tweets that were all just <laughs> very gushing. But we also don't know what's all been going on behind the scenes. But she's at least out in Wyoming now. But then there were other paparazzi photos I saw that's just like showing Kim crying while Kanye's like has his like fist in his hand looks like he's in the middle of like an emphatic point and it doesn't seem like he's like yelling at her it just seems like he's speaking on something and she's upset and then 
you see her like still kind of upset and him sitting there and then her kind of make eye contact with the photographer mm-hmm. or and then you see Kanye like the next picture is like both of them looking out the window at where the paparazzi is and that left me not feeling good one because of the lack of privacy right in what was such an intimate moment but then also to like yeah like just because he apologized and just because she's out there doesn't mean everything suddenly okay right like there's a lot that was said and probably a lot more that was said behind the scenes and who knows where things are going to be like tomorrow a week from now a few months from now it's it's definitely going to be a a point that we have to continue to look at yeah Hmm. I mean, at least, I mean, it, it was not surprising for me to see them go to, to Wendy's because they're such fans of ice cream that if anything's going to solve their problems, it's a nice cold frosty. <laughs> yeah, dip some French fries in the frosty and everything feels a lot better. <laughs> um, yeah. Gosh, yeah, that's tough. I, I was thinking it's been really rough because I never know how to read these situations because you see the the photos of just them talking, which is nice. And then you see Kim crying. You're like, Oh fuck. So you, we, it's just a waiting game at this point. We don't know what's going to happen, but I just keep, I keep going between those highs and lows because Kim set out that Instagram post after all of Kanye's tweets. And it was talking about like, we want everyone to respect our privacy. Like people need to recognize that mental illness affects the people in the family as well. And the first time I read the, that post, I, I was like, so relieved. Like, Oh, like Kim's responding. Like she understands Connie's going through a tough time and she's trying to be, uh, she's just trying to be um, kind to him and like recognize the situation as a whole. And then I read that same post like the next day and I started having like a more cynical view of it and how this could be Kim putting out there like Kanye won't get help and I can't do anything about that anymore and it's going to affect my family. So I need to change something like, gosh, like I don't know which way to read it and I'm just going to be anxious until any of this is resolved. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was the thing, right? Like I read it and I was just like, that was very like, what more can you say? You know? Yeah. And then I was seeing how people responded to it and they're like, oh, like she's setting up for like the custody hearing. And I was like, oh, shit. Like I didn't take it that way. But now that you've said that, like rereading it or just like all the dramatic ways you could take it or this is just like PR to make them look good and has nothing to do with Kanye or. eh. But then like, what are you supposed to say? Mm-hmm. like if you're the wife or husband in that situation your spouse is like having a very like because it also comes down to not only do you believe how kim is speaking on it like what her um end game is with it it also depends on how people think of kanye right now And whether or not they think, because that's even up for debate. There were a lot of people that just think that Kanye is like normal as ever, just fine and speaking his mind about a situation that he's fed up with. So if that's Mm -hmm. your view and then you look at Kim's post, you're going to have a completely different reading of it than if you think Kanye is clearly in the midst of some kind of 
mania or manic episode, then that's going to change how you view her post. So the whole situation becomes a lot harder to even discuss with people because there's so many interlocking variables that can kind of carry somebody's opinion on this thing based on their opinion on this, that, this, and this other thing. And you're kind of left with like, okay, we agree on three of these, but not the other two, (laughs) which means that we're very far apart because if we don't agree here, we can't possibly agree here. Yeah. And based on everything you just said, like, I hate to say it because we just recorded this whole episode, but having a comment on any of it is kind of dumb. Like we don't (laughs) know what's going on. We don't know the dynamics of the situation. We don't know if Connie's having an episode. We don't know if this is secretly how he feels about the Kardashians. Any opinion you have on that is just colored by how you feel about Kim and Connie already. So, I don't know. I'm just shrugging right now because that's all I can do. Yeah. Yep. Very much so. <laughs> I will say, man, because that's even the other thing because if Kim and Kanye end up fine, like how is it when Kanye goes back to like see Chris for the first time or sees like Corey Gamble, who we called calm. (laughs) He is though. He's very calm. He looks very stoic. Like (laughs) he looks very like composed and like a general, like you can just bring him anything and he'll be like, Hmm, I've assessed the situation (laughs) and this is what we should do. Uh, yeah but yeah like is Corey just gonna be like kanye hey man i'm going to the other room (laughs) (laughs) that is really weird uh because i guess like okay people feel about the the way they feel about the kardashians but i guess like chris really gets all the hate so it was easy for people to latch on based on the fact that kanye was calling out chris specifically Mm Hmm. and then with Corey caught in the crossfire of kanye's like the man's ability to go from like speaking like vitriol to just making hilarious commentary yeah. out of it all of like Chris Jung Un and like calling Corey that calm yay. Like the man's got jokes for days, no matter what the situation is. Yeah. A tiny bit of levity in a moment that is not funny at all. Yeah. Always there. Even like think back to his fight with Wiz Khalifa. Like, <laughs> Wiz wears cool pants. Uh, well, all I know is I'm, I'm just praying for Kanye. I mean, I'm not religious, but I'm still praying for Kanye and hope everything works out. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you saw the response of people going out to Wyoming to be with him, like from right. Dave Chappelle to Kid Cudi. Uh, I guess Casey Pluto was out there, but Dame Dash went out there. I thought I listened to GLC on Van Lathan's podcast and GLC said he already had his plane ticket and was going out, but I never saw photos of him there. So I don't know if like that changed, if he kind of came and went and it just wasn't publicized, like if he's still there and just didn't know. Cause even he told Van Lathan that he was just going to be there for as long as he needed to be there. Um, but just seeing like the people Bieber going out that came out for Kanye in that situation, I think no matter what direction it goes, like they'll be he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um he did go to the hospital though. Yeah. Oh yeah, we gotta he, talk about that. 
Yeah, after he tweeted the apology to Kim, he went to the hospital, and TMZ's initial reporting on it was, guess what? Not great. Um, (laughs) They said he went to the hospital, and then he came home, and an ambulance showed up, and then the ambulance drove away with Kanye still like at the ranch and that he drove off on his ATV. And there's just a photo of like Kanye on the ATV driving away with the ambulance there. That's like immediately hilarious and iconic. And like an instantly legendary meme. Yeah. Like, wow. Look at what a photo. (laughs) I love it. It has to be the album art for another album. Not Donna. Right. Our album. Yeah, there we go. We'll call it ATVing away from our problems and woes and dissatisfactions in life. You know, it should just be the cover to like a video game, like an NES style video game where you're just Kanye on an ATV. (laughs) You're just driving around obstacles in the road. Yeah, it's so pixelated that it's like it's perfect. You don't even need to do anything with it. I can just see you're like cruising the hills of Wyoming and suddenly like a snake pops out with Taylor's head <laughs> or you have like a scorpion with Drake's head. <laughs> Who else does Kanye have beef with? The devil? Uh, the devil. Yeah, the devil <laughs> keeps showing up. The devil is like Dr. Eggman in this game. Yeah. Robotnik? Robotnik? What's that? From Sonic? Oh, I don't remember. It was Dr. Eggman. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, who were you referring to? Isn't, isn't his name Dr. Eggman? I think they call him that, but he was also Robotnik. Oh, okay. I just don't remember him being called Robotnik. Yeah, because Dr. Wily was from Mega Man, and then Robotnik was in Sonic. Oh. But then, yeah. Eh, we got some Sega history to go through here. <laughs> I just played the games. So I didn't worry about This is how I am with movies. I'm not paying attention to plot and names of people. I just I just want the, the visceralness of the game. Dr. Ivo Eggman Robotnik. Oh, okay. Is, is a fictional character, in case you were curious. And the main antagonist <laughs> I think he's of real. Sega's Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I saw a big dude moving around in a mechanical contraption outside the other day, and I was like, that's Eggman. And turns out it was just a construction worker. (laughs) It was just a regular construction worker. (laughs) Um, Where did that come from? How did we get to Robotnik? Oh, Kanye driving away. So um, the game. But then they updated the reporting saying that Kanye had initially gone to the hospital because he was feeling like anxiety mm-hmm. or an anxiousness. But when he got to the hospital, there were so many people he didn't feel comfortable being there. So he went back to the ranch and they sent the paramedics out and the EMS, I guess, did kind of a testing on his health and everything looked good. So Kanye hopped on the ATV and rode off to the sunset while they went back. It's funny to me that there are so many paparazzi out in Wyoming because like it makes sense in LA. Like, Oh, if you live in LA, you could just get a job as paparazzi for this publication. There are so many people who must have just like so badly wanted to be part of the paparazzi and get a job. They're like, all right, you can be on our team, but you got to move to Wyoming and spend your life following Kanye. 
Right. It's like, crazy. That's that's your thing now. Like pay your dues <laughs> by following Kanye. There seem to be a lot of people out there taking photos of him. Especially right now. I guess like that's if there's ever a time to have people <clears throat> out there, it's right now. I guess so, yeah. You got little baby showing up, you need the paparazzi there. <laughs> Everybody's favorite rapper. <laughs> he's he's your rapper's favorite rapper. <laughs> he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper That's yeah there you is. go yeah there we go there we go all right anything else on any of this no that's uh that's everything a lot of shit i guess we didn't talk about meek mill but everyone knows about that oh yeah the whole separate yeah it's just the thing like there were photos that came out that showed kim meek and this third person who was like also part of the conversation at lunch that kind of confirmed Kim's and others reporting that they had lunch at this hotel and then Kim left. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like a clandestine thing. It wasn't a nighttime get together. It was just like middle of the day. They had food and right. talked and kind of worked for the cut that 50 Kim cheated. Right. Yeah. Like implying that they went to talk prison reform in quotes. Um, but that meek like wasn't having any of it. And it's just like, yeah yeah no i mean again i don't want to speculate about kanye's mental well-being but like he has done this before you know when he gets all ramped up and he thinks jay is sending shooters after him and stuff like paranoia is a big part of what he's going through yeah and it would track with like other aspects right so uh hopefully I mean, not hopefully that's all that it was, but we'll see. Yeah. Well then. Okay. That was a fun episode, Chris. It was fun yeah. hanging out with you and the other version of myself. Yeah. I'm glad uh, the three of us could talk. <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, until next time, stay wavy. And loopy. Cheers. 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 And I am. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me, I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol for the. So get your ass up off the wall. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.